So we're in a situation where you, you go to an estate where you have no money again. Um, and actually we've done the same th- problem at the same time 12 times. Um, and we've run out of money every single time we've done it. Uh, and every single time we've budgeted for it, we've um, realised we're going to spend more money. Um, and I wish somebody had turned around to me at some point and go, listen, process and absorb, you know, just listen to people. You know, at the end of the day, everybody turned around to me and said, you're going to run out of cash. No, 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 we're not going to run out of cash at all. Um, and, you know, we ran out of cash. Um, and then we said, oh, we found some more cash. Started again, did it again. Mate, you're going to run out of cash again. No, no, we're not going to run out of cash. But our cash. Um, so we actually ran out of cash three times um, until I realised that actually there's, you know, there's a lot more to, to, to running a restaurant and running a business than uh, meets the eye. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, who are the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 042 of Screw It, Just Do It, and a very happy new year to you all. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, and on today's show, we bring you one of our live events recorded at the end of 2017 to give you a little taste of what it's like to attend one of our events in person. On today's show, I welcome Andy Lennox, founder of Kotai Tapas. Kotai Tapas was founded in 2009 at the height of the recession by Andy. This meant he had a choice of premises at low rates, but faced the challenge of having no capital from the banks. So he opened the first restaurant in Boscombe with £7,000, which proved a massive success that won Restaurant of the Year in its first year of trading, which prompted many more openings. So fast forward to 2018, and they now have 13 locations all over the south of the United Kingdom. So Andy started, as I said, with £7,000 originally, uh, three members of staff and a first year turnover of £20,000. They've now got over 350 staff and a £12 million turnover. And as I said, 13 restaurants with more to come. So great story to listen to. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to come to one of our live events, just go to Eventbrite and check out the Startup You page and you can find on there our list of events, which starts in Brighton on the 17th of January with Candy Kittens founders, Jamie Lang and Ed Williams. And then on the 24th of January with James Benamore from the Richmond Group and Gary Turner from Zero. So over to Andy to tell us a little bit more about how he started the business, the challenges he's faced and the tips he can pass on to you if you're looking to start and scale your business. Let's start up. (laughs) 
I started Co in 2009. Um, we basically started with about £7,000, which is instead the same as you did. Um, and um, we basically took over a restaurant from Boscombe. Many of you probably will know Boscombe. Uh, Red Light District. Um, <laughs> when we went down to buy Boscombe, we actually were going down to buy Reef Encounter. So if any of you know Reef Encounter, that's what we were going to buy. Uh, we ended up, that was being sold by the time we got there. So we ended up basically going from um, up, back, back up the road. And we came across this beautiful place called uh, India Brasserie. Um, and uh, it was a reef rastery, and uh, at the time it had this amazing big old reef over it. Uh, we walked in and said, this is great, this is amazing, what we, it's cheap, we can take it, there's no rent. Um, it was brilliant, so we took that, um, and we have now basically gone to 13 restaurants. So we're going to go through some bits and bobs of this works. So our island, um, brief synopsis so you can read whilst I'm talking. Um, we started in 2009, we went through Boscombe, we opened uh, Bournemouth uh, on Paul Hill in 2011. Uh, we then went on to do South Sea, uh, Bath, Bristol, 2012-2013. Uh, um, my head office team are laughing at me because if I can remember all of the names and all the dates. Um, we then went over to uh, Lilliput, came back down here, went down to Sandbanks. Um, we opened um, our first Koh Noi, which is our little island. Um, basically, Co means island in Thai, so uh, the whole idea for us was to be the escape from the mundane. So you come to our restaurants, it's kind of like being in one of your lounges. Uh, we want it to basically feel relaxing. You walk in, you feel warm, you feel cosy, um, and, and straight away we, we, we kind of take care of everything else. Um, we then went on, uh, we did Christchurch, um, we then went on and did uh, Ringwood. Uh, we then did um, a number of other restaurants as well, which we're going to get to in a second. So 2015, Ringwood. 2016, we then went on and did four restaurants. So the biggest kind of like uh, expansion for us. So we did uh, Salisbury, Romsey. Um, <laughs> Salisbury, Romsey, Winchester. Then we ended up on Livington. And then finally, uh, Co Lounge back in Pool Hill. And that's where we are today. Um, we've got a couple in the pipeline as we go forward. Um, this is the brand. So you've got Konoi, uh, which is our tiny uh, tapas restaurants. So basically we have a family of brands. So Kotai at the top, um, and Konoi um, is our basically our baby noise. Uh, we then have uh, Kolan, which is our teenager noise. Um, Thai tapas restaurants, which is our mummies and our daddies. So it's a family of brands, mummy, daddy, teenager, and uh, baby. Um, all doing different things, co-noise, no bookings, main difference, small little places, um, you know, Lilliput basically is, what, 20, 30 covers, um, trades phenomenally well, co-lounge, as many of you hopefully have been to our co-lounge on the beach over the years, um, one of the, what, probably my most uh, proud moment, um, sitting on a beach as it washes away, um, Thai Tapasses, which are our main brand, and then you've got basically uh, Bournemouth and Salisbury uh, being our kind of flagships. Um, Co basically was born at the desire to break with the ethnic Thai concept. At the time when we first started, we were Thai was in its massive ascendancy. So we were sitting there, kind of going, "Well, Chinese restaurants have been done, Indian restaurants have been done, not very well. You know, everybody's got a Chinese restaurant, everybody's got a Thai restaurant, um, a Chinese uh, Indian restaurant, and Thai was basically this new big thing when we first started out in 2009. And what we wanted to do was take Thai and then take it into a kind of informal setting um, and try and basically build a brand around those, those really core ideals which we call CDE at the moment, um, which is now the complete dining experience, atmosphere, value, food and service. You know, those things right, you can get them, if you can get all of those things right, 
um, you're able to get a restaurant really up on the ground. But actually, it's, it, it comes from so many different places. So, ultimately, our first five-year vision, a revolution um, across the UK. Uh, we've done it across the southwest so far. Haven't got to the UK yet, but we're doing all right. Uh, we've done seven restaurants, uh, sorry, 13 restaurants in seven years. Um, so we're not doing too badly. Um, and at our core, complete dining experience. Um, have a little read of that. It's uh, done by my brother um, many years ago. Um, and actually, you know, it, it, it kind of anticipates everything we do. Um, the idea is you can walk into our restaurants, you will feel relaxed, and then the attention to detail there is CDE, the complete dining experience, that value, that atmosphere, that food, everything that basically we do evolves around this. Um, and it's one of those things that kind of comes out of nowhere, really. You know, we, we started a restaurant in Boscombe. Um, we had a locked door policy for six months, um, which was interesting. Um, we, you know, all manner of different things that happened. Um, and if we didn't like you, you weren't coming in. Um, so we started in Boscombe, and it kind of went away for about three or four months. It did very, very well, and it was, you know, it was ticking along. Uh, and then we started getting these Range Rovers over, and we started getting these Lamborghinis coming over. The, the sandbags crew were coming over, and we were kind of sitting there going, well, this is a bit weird. This is cool. Um, and then the, the best experience in, the life, in, in my life is that you have like four or five people come into the restaurant, they've got a booking, they've heard about curry, and they've heard the food's good. Uh, well, why are we going to Boscombe? This is a bit weird. Um, so they come into Boscombe, they, they, they sit down, and you know, the, the server comes over to them, sits down, and sits down next to them and starts taking their order, and they say, well, this is a bit weird, like, you know, this is not, this is not service. But actually, that's exactly what it is. Um, service for us is about basically giving the experience the customer wants, not what they think they want. Uh, the customer wants basically something that's going to uh, give them a good night, and um, and they're going to get a good experience from it. So this is our brand values. You know, quality produce. Uh, all of our food um, comes in from all over the world. Uh, we don't have good green credentials at all. Um, it's one of the things we're working on. We've got a hashtag co-green at the moment, um, so a five-year plan to try and get us to a more uh, green credentials. But actually we fly most of our produce in over from Thailand. Uh, all our chilies come in from there. Uh, most of our spices come over from there. Um, obviously all of our chefs come from there as well, so uh, uh, they come in boxes and we just, you know. You know. Um, but no, they don't. And um, you know, we've got 86 amazing Thai chefs um, and at the moment, uh, and they're absolutely fantastic. And you know, we're basically ACAS uh, Border Force sponsors, which means we have to go over to Thailand and we have to basically make sure that they're okay, look after them, you know, um, and do all those kind of things. Um, personal service, most of our staff are, there's a slide later which we'll, hopefully you'll find funny, but most of our staff basically um, come from us from university. Uh, we train them up, uh, we take them through the motions, um, and basically the, the, thing, the big thing for us is personal. You know, personality is so key in, in our industry and you can get someone to serve you um, but you, you, know, you, you can't give them a personality and one of our things, we'll, I'll do the slide now, but we go to the slide basically in a bit um, which is um, we can train a monkey to serve food but we can't give that monkey a personality um, and at the end of the day all of our servers are absolutely amazing. Excellent value, we do our best to uh, make sure all of the value in our food everywhere is uh, brilliant. Great atmosphere. We play everything from Bob Dylan, Van Morrison, through to Pipe Harold, Stellar, through to um, uh, you know Fleetwood Mac. You know everything we, we, we can do, and you, you'll be able to come into our restaurants. And one of our key things is that we um, actually appeal to eight to eighty. Um, so um, you know we, we have eight-year-olds who uh, come into the restaurant 
um, and, and Don. Um, although, interestingly, last week I actually had a customer come over to me and um, he was getting a takeaway. And he turned around and he said, um, what were you getting a takeaway for? And I was like, oh, well, basically, um, my, uh, my family have just um, um, ordered a takeaway. And they turned around and said, um, the boys, they're all having a sleepover. We would like pizza express, we'd like a uh, pizza hut, we'd like a KFC. No, no, Dad, we just want go time. Um, so they ordered the K time. So we ate to 80. Um, and then the customer feeling valued. If you don't come into our restaurant uh, and you don't get a good buy and a welcome when you come in, then we've done a bad job. Uh, and CDE basically goes through everything that we do. Um, and that is from right at the beginning where you basically are welcome when you come in to when you leave. So, what's the key to our success, which is the main thing that we're all here for, I think, um, it's our people. Um, most of you um, will hopefully have been to Cone. If you haven't, you need to come to us. Um, we need you to come. Um, and it's our people. You know, everything that we do is it's about them. Um, and we only have a business because of them. Um, you know, most of our staff, our churn rate, which is basically our retention rate, so the, the amount of people who actually come through our business, uh, is incredibly low. Um, so we're basically up at about um, 83% at the moment, so uh, you know, 17% churn rate, which is, which is massive. Um, and, you know, they're all awesome. They're a big family. We've got 350 staff now, started with three. Um, and, you know, we've gone through the whole motions and uh, to 350. And we're still being able to keep that family value, and it's so key for any business that's, uh, that's growing. You know, you were saying earlier that basically, you know, you know, trying to basically make your staff actually feel part of what they're doing. Um, you know, we really try to promote that family atmosphere. We do co-branding um, in co-awards, we do um, co-parties, we do um, big trips. We're doing a big trip to Prague in a, minute, uh, um, in a couple of months, we're doing a big trip to France. We really, really try to basically make sure that all of our staff feel involved. Um, You'll have seen the logo earlier um, at the very beginning. Uh, that logo is our CDE logo. So it's not our co-logo, but it's actually our complete dining experience logo. And actually all the words in Thai on that logo are, um, I'll just see if we can go back, we never know. There you go, there you go. So this is our new logo. Um, and basically it titanizes the, the, the Buddha, obviously. Um, but you've got co in the middle here. Um, and then you've got um, service, value, atmosphere and, um, um, and food. Um, and that anticipates all of what we do. And we've actually just started rolling that out, and you'll see that I've got a little tag here. We've, we've actually started rolling that out to all of our staff so they can actually take pride in what they do. Um, you know, in, in Thailand you gain merit uh, from, 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 from doing something good for other people, uh, to inspiring to be good, and inspiring to be the best. Um, so we've actually started branding that through uh, for most of our staff now, um, purely as a just kind of a, you know, feel good about yourself and feel good about what you're doing. Oh, here you go. We can train a monkey to serve food, but we can't give the monkey a personality. Um, they actually do this in Japan, which is amazing actually. And I did think about this as a good start of um, a reduction um, front of house thing, so. But it's so key for us. Staff is, is the most amazing thing. And how do you build a great team? Um, well, that's our head office. Um, all of our head office people, uh, they've all been employed because of a, a particular reason. We don't get it right every time, but actually we do differently. We, we're going to train them through it. So um, if they're not good, we're going to take them apart, we're going to rebuild them, and we're going to make them good. Um, my, my chief of operations is over here as well, um, came from us as a waitress. Uh, my one of my operations managers came to us as a barman. Um, most of our staff have come through uh, from the very, very, very bottom of our business. And we really pride ourselves on that. Um, we want to make sure that all of our staff are 
coming from the very, very bottom, so they know the business inside out, so you know, we can still jump on the floor. Um, and the, the day that I don't jump into a toilet when it's dirty is the day that I need to get out of the business. Um, because actually, at the end of the day, we all are there basically to make one experience, and that's the, the customer's experience, essentially. Um, so, you know, it's incredibly key to have a good head office who understand your business, understand the people underneath you, and as you grow, because all of you, or hopefully, are either in businesses or in startups, you're going to start with nothing. You're going to go through the stage of having no money, which we'll go on to later. Um, and you're going to go back through that stage, you're going to rebuild, and you're going to get, you know, get going, get going, get going, and then you're going to put your head office in. Because actually, you, know, you need a PA, um, and you, know, you need all those people behind you. Um, and then you end up basically going, well, how do, I, how, do I, how do I get these people to actually understand my business? Because I've just employed that person from there, that person from there, and that person from over there. Um, so actually bringing them up from underneath and actually going, so actually funny, I'll tell you the story, but you know, with, with, with Sophie, when we did our, our chief operations, we actually looked around the company and saw who had a journalism degree or, or a degree in any kind of case, because we don't have that many people with degrees. Um, and actually it was like, well, okay, well, we can use that and we can actually, we can, we can, we can take that, that knowledge and that understanding of, 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 of going through the process of having a university degree and we can take that on and basically mould that into something else. Um, and I mean, it, she went from waitress to, um, uh, to PA to executive PA to operations director to chief of operations. Uh, we've also had the same with some of our other managers who have gone from you know a waiter or a barman. So uh, our guy who uh, runs uh, Paul Hill, uh, our Bournemouth branch, started with us as a barman, assistant manager, or TAM, assistant manager, then went into general management, then went into assist, um, super GM or special GM as we like to call it. Um, and you know he's basically trying to keep those people going through the business. So the Greek, the, the brand pillars, authenticity. Our food is authentic. Um, and anybody who argues with that can go and argue with my Thai chefs. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're spicy, that's what we like to be. Uh, we want to be um, exactly how uh, it is in Thailand. Obviously it's dulled down a little bit, because actually if you went and ate any of the food in the kitchens, when they wish that they're eating, you, you wouldn't um, want to. Um, avoiding the chain feel. We're a boutique group, that's what we like to call ourselves. Uh, we don't ever want to be a chain. We've got lots of competitors who want to be a chain. They want to be the Pizza Express of Thai food. That's absolutely fine, they can do that. Um, where we want to be the boutique group, um, we call ourselves an island, yeah, that's what Co is. Uh, but actually what we, what we are, we're, like, we're a collective of islands. All of our restaurants are all over the country. Um, they're all basically, they look the same, they feel the same, they've got the, best, the, the same service, but they've all got personality. And each one of those personalities is completely different. Um, and that's kind of the GMs, it's from all people that we employ. Uh, we spend a lot of time employing the GMs and, and making sure that they are the right people, that they're the people who can actually, you know, really take that business on and really take ownership of it. You know, when you go into a restaurant, you want to kind of feel that someone's actually turned around to you and gone, oh yeah, I know you. I don't know you, but I do. Um, and you know, same with me, you know, I recognise his faces all the time, but I can never ever remember anyone's name. But the, but the idea that basically you can go through to a restaurant and actually feel that someone really cares uh, is incredibly key. And then community, um, we've got our co-foundation. Um, every single restaurant has a community fund, uh, so they've got about a thousand pounds each that they can spend on whatever they want, however they want to, um, in, within reason. Um, and you know, like recently we had a, a little bit of a fire incident in one of our restaurants um, where they hadn't done their checks properly. And um, basically, a, a, you know, a lantern hadn't been turned out. 
and uh, we came in in the morning and the, the garden space had been burned down. Um, and so basically what we turned around to them and said was, okay, you're not going to get any tips, uh, it's all going to the fire brigade. Um, so we donated all their money to the fire brigade. Um, and you know, that's it's incredibly key for us, being in the communities is, is, is massive. Um, you know, I do quite a lot of work, community funded well, as well, but um, you know, we try and get our staff to get involved as well. And actually when, you, when you're doing a startup, you know, it's the best form of advertising. I mean, surely, I mean, basically, you're, you're giving something out for free to someone else. People are going to love you for that, you know, at the end of the day. And it's really, really key to do. So, things in business that um, we should and shouldn't do. Um, you know, we build a community and we build a team. We've, we've got a business. It's going quite well. You know, we've gone from um, oh, three employees to 350. We've gone from, um, you know, a £20,000 turnover to 12 million. Um, we've done okay, um, but there's a lot more to do. And there's so much stuff now that we go through. You know, we're, we're now in a position where you know, we've been invested in by a big, being a big equity firm. Uh, they've come on, they've taken a minority stake. Um, they're a really good business. Uh, I bought out my business partners. You know, it's a really great and amazing place to be. But oh my God, you learn all these other things. So you go through this motion of basically, you think you know what you know. Um, and you go through all these different stages. You know, we started out in 2009. Um, thinking that we knew how to run a restaurant or open a restaurant, which we didn't. Um, we thought we had enough money to open a restaurant, which we didn't. Um, we thought we had seven grand, which actually was 21 because we all put seven grand in. But, um, and that restaurant cost us £109,000 to build. Um, so we literally watched paint dry um, as we tried to go through all the motions of like, you know, where do you get money from? How do you put more money together? You know, who can I borrow from? You know, is my granddad, you know, like near, like, you know, can I, can I borrow some money of him? You know, can I get a credit card from over here? Can I get a car loan from over there? Can I steal from anybody? Um, you know, that's where we were at uh, when we opened Boscombe. And then we opened Bournemouth, um, put some more money into Bournemouth. Um, and we thought, you know, we, we know these guys. You know, we, we've done it already. So it's going to cost us 110000 pounds. Cost us 180. Um, so it costs us a lot more money again. Um, so we're in a situation where you, you go to an estate where you have no money again. Um, and actually we've done the same th problem at the same time, 12 times. Um, and we've run out of money every single time we've done it. Uh, and every single time we've budgeted for it, we've um, realised we're going to spend more money. Um, and I wish somebody had turned around to me at some point and go, listen, process and absorb, you know, just listen to people. You know, at the end of the day, everybody turned around to me and said, you're going to run out of cash. No, 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 we're not going to run out of cash at all. Um, and, you know, we ran out of cash. Um, and then we said, oh, we found some more cash. Started again, did it again. Mate, you're going to run out of cash again. No, no, we're not going to run out of cash. But our cash. Um, so we actually ran out of cash three times um, until I realised that actually there's, you know, there's a lot more to, to, to running a restaurant and running a business than uh, meets the eye. Uh, I started doing history and archaeology at university and went straight into restaurants. Um, so it's going to be a very, very steep learning curve throughout the process. But I think everybody who does a startup or anybody who is an entrepreneur, which I've only just recently learned how to spell, will do the same thing. You know, at the end of the day, you, you don't have any money. And if you had all the money, if you knew how much it was going to cost, you couldn't do it. I mean, who would go through all of the rigmarole to do all of the stuff that we do if you knew how much pain you're going to have? And at the end of the day, I don't think um, many entrepreneurs will go through, you know, everybody goes through the same thing. And if they're not, they're like, 
So set your business up right um, at the end of the day. Um, you know, and I've learned this as well myself. You know, uh, we thought we set our business up correctly. We thought, you know, we've got this all, you know, we've got company, limited company. Um, we've got, you know, this over here, we've got this little, you know, bookkeeper over here, we've got accountant over here, and, um, you know, we've got a bit of money over here. We know exactly what we're doing. So that was Andy Lennox from Kotai, recorded towards the end of 2017 at one of our live events at our HQ in Bournemouth at this workspace. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, our live events will continue. Screw it, just do it goes live January the 17th in Brighton at Platform 9, January the 24th in Bournemouth at this workspace. Tickets available from Eventbrite. Just look at the Startup You profile page. We would love to see you in person. So a couple of things to pick up on there. Um, I think the biggest biggest rule with uh, every new business, don't run out of cash. Um, as Andy said, he learned that lesson many times, ran out of cash three times um, in the last, how long have I been going now? Nine years. Um, so keeping track of the numbers is obviously uh, a huge part of the plan. There are obviously many different ways to raise money now as well to get going, but keeping on top of the cash coming in and going out of your business uh, is key to survival. Um, what was kind of abundant to me was the the vision um, that Andy had both for the brand and the business, um, obviously intertwined, and they've revisited that, tweaked it as they've gone on, but the visions always stayed the same. And I think it, getting to your goal is that much easier easier I'm not saying it's easier but it's that much easier if you have a very clear vision vision something that you should work on regularly um, be that every week every month every quarter every year um, you should always be working on your vision having very clear of where you want to go it's very rarely a straight path but if you've got a map on how to get there it makes it a lot easier. Um, and, and the brand being very, very much part of that, um, lining up with their core values, their mission, um, surveying their customers, finding out what they think, what they perceive the brand to be, who their target customers are. Um, loads of great points brought up from Andy there on, on how to build a team as well. So hiring on personality, I mean, this one comes up many times, I think, with, with my guests um, and, and for a very obvious reason because it is key. Hiring on personality, hiring on the people um, rather than hiring on experience or qualifications. Personality always wins the day. You can always mould people to your vision, to your brand if they buy into it. Um, if you're getting someone who's maybe... Very experienced, incredibly well qualified, but they're not the right fit for your organization. They never buy into your way of doing things, then you've got a struggle on your hands. So three great points there from Andy. I hope you really enjoyed um, this week's podcast and look forward to um, welcoming you in welcoming you again this coming Saturday for our Saturday startup feature. Thanks very much and have a great week. If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu, 
with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember, don't wait. The time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screwitjustdoit to enter.